When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to talk about the first day of training camp today on July 28th. That's when we're recording. Hopefully this will be out uh, in the next few hours. Uh, joining me today to talk about camp is Kyle Barber. Kyle, how you doing, buddy? Doing very well. How are you doing, Ken? No complaints at all. Now, a lot of people make sacrifices to make it to camp, but I know you've been through a lot the last few years traveling between here and Colorado and making it back, but, uh, but you're back here in Baltimore to stay now? Absolutely, yeah. For the past few years, I have driven from Colorado to Wilmington, Delaware and stayed there uh, with my father and I would make the drive from Wilmington, Delaware to Owings Mills and back every single day. So <laughs> it was it was rough. The toll fees were a lot. It was uh, it was a challenge. But yes, I finally graduated from college. And now I, uh, I, I live here in Owings Mills and I'm a five minute drive away. It's a uh, I feel spoiled at this point because I didn't have to drive all the way home to Wilmington after camp today. Like I didn't have to worry about 695 traffic. I was like, I'm just going to go home. Like that's it. Like I just go home. It's just right there. Like it's 10 minutes away. So it's, it's wonderful. And uh, the sacrifices over the years have certainly paid off. All right. So Kyle, you're still with Baltimore Beatdown. Uh, tell people your Twitter handle for starters. Yeah, my Twitter handle is at BB underscore Kyle P Barber. All right. Outstanding. So uh, I think we have to start, obviously, about today's camp with the, with the really unfortunate news that came out. Lamar Jackson mispracticed today, a positive COVID test. 
I have not yet to hear officially how many days he will miss. Have you heard anything yet? I have not got officially what's going on. Uh, we're just piecing everything together. And it sounds like Lamar was getting tested every day. That's how it kind of came off from what Harbaugh was saying at the presser this afternoon that he's been testing negative every day, you know, up until yesterday or what so have you, what he stated. And that kind of implies that he was getting tested every day. And players that were tested every day are unvaccinated because right. if you are a vaccinated player, you only have to test once every two weeks unless Lamar is, uh, you know, volunteering to test every single day. Uh, that's what it kind of shows. Um, on social media, he posts that, you know, he's always wearing a mask or always has one on him, too. And I don't think vaccinated players are are needing or necessary to wear them. Uh, so it's just kind of we're playing it uh by puzzle piece and and parting everything together and piecing everything together so i think it sounds like he's going to miss 10 days and also the ravens i don't think would have signed a, an extra quarterback just for two days of practice i think they would have just given uh trace mcsorley and tyler huntley the extra reps but with a, a third quarterback here i kind of I, I feel that also implies that he's going to be missing 10 days Okay, so that's also the case with Gus Edwards. Obviously, very unfortunate. I don't really want to speculate further on his on his situation personally, but I appreciate you, uh, you know, for giving us what you know about the situation uh, firsthand. Kyle yeah, actually no works in the building and and writes the let for late for work piece for the Ravens now on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, I uh, share the late for work job with Kevin Eck. He's a another fantastic writer that the Ravens have on staff. I've been uh, working for the Ravens for. Just about a month now, I write two columns per week on Late for Work, Mondays and Wednesdays. You can check that out, baltimoreavens.com slash late. All right, outstanding. So let's get to some of the other stuff, which is not all positive either, but some other <laughs> some other observation from today's camp. Uh, and maybe start with uh, with the two quarterbacks. I, I thought that uh, they actually threw the ball reasonably well, given that it's backups. It's Huntley and McSorley, two guys competing for that number two job. I thought they floated the ball pretty well. I did not notice an interception today. It's always possible I missed one, but I did not see one seven on seven, 11 on 11, not one. Yeah, I didn't catch one either on there, and that was something that I might have missed as well. But to my memory and to my extent, I didn't see an interception, and that's a pretty great indication that they performed rather well. So I, I, I kind of want to just alternate with you. Pick something about today's practice that you like, Kyle. Or, uh, or didn't. I think the biggest performer was Marquise Brown or Hollywood. Uh, he threw two. He, he had two deep ball touchdowns. And he waved at his opponents on both of them after catching the ball and breaking loose with that separation. He gave him a little hand check wave to remind them that he, he was gone and there was nothing they could do about it. I thought that was a really great indication, especially after Mark Andrews' comments yesterday that Marquise Brown was going to shock the world, is what Andrews had said. And day one of training camp, he scores two touchdowns just like he did in this first football game against the Miami Dolphins a couple seasons ago. There you go. That was a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you, uh, a couple of bombs. He beat Devontae Harris on a, on a double move that looked really impressive. The second one, I didn't actually see the move, but he was he beat the guy by a lot. What I could not help but map that to was the new receiving coaches for the Ravens because this is this is a it was a move thing that got him away more than just a pure speed thing on at least one and probably both of those touchdowns today and I thought the coaching had to be involved. 
I spent a little bit of time today watching those two coaches and just their um, aspect that they took towards wide receiver drills. And I was they're very interesting to watch both of them. Keith Williams uh, stands off ball like a defensive back, watches the receivers, definitely watches from the top of the route, watches uh, footwork and it has a, a pretty strong focus, I would say, on what happens after the catch. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I did notice that they were very meticulous and uh, everybody was getting shouted at. And it wasn't negative shouting. It was just a bunch of corrections and critiques and offering of, and suggestions of advice on different release techniques, different stop techniques. Uh, I put some videos on social media as well about that. And you could just see in total that there was uh, extra coaching just because more than anything, they have one more body there to help uh, or help produce better uh, results for this squad. I mean, it's it's very much from from years of what I would call kind of laissez-faire wide receiver coaching that, you know, you got guys who are talented and you let them do their job and maybe you coach them a little bit. This is rep by rep coaching. It's it's more like what the offensive line gets from Joe Dallas in terms of really specific footwork, arm placement, hand placement. I loved the the after the catch uh, um, points that obviously Williams was giving. And I liked how T. Martin was really set up at the line of scrimmage and looking at those relievers and watching their release and their get off very closely. So I think they're getting lots of coaching that they weren't necessarily getting before. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. And I did notice uh, Marquise Brown talked a lot about uh, release stops and uh, cuts and different techniques that they've been offered all throughout OTA's mini camps. And uh, just the beginning of today's uh, practice, he spoke about that on the presser. Uh, during media availability. So that's some extra stuff that you just know is going to be incorporated now and throughout the season. All right, moving on to a couple more receivers. And obviously, there's some bad news here to report as well. But Miles Boykin and Devin Duvernay, I thought, looked really good receiving. Uh, they got behind the defense, each of them. I thought that Duvernay looked especially slippery cutting and crossing as well. Uh, Boykin, a couple times behind the defense, once the ball was off the edge of his fingertips, you don't always know exactly who's a little fast, who's a little slow, but it looked to me like I'm happy he's behind the defense and, uh, and making some plays. Yeah, uh, Boykin should have, I think, should have caught one that uh, had fallen to the ground, uh, hit him in the hands, uh, a little bit high as far as, you know, he's a big guy, and if he has to outstretch for it, and he's in the middle of his sprint or he's in the middle of his route, you know, it's tough to elevate when you're uh, when you're hauling it uh, horizontally than to try and go up vertically, but he did look really well. I was impressed with him, and Duvernay, as you mentioned, he looked really sharp as well. He had a, a couple of good cuts, and I think he had one deep catch uh, near the sideline on the far side of the field. Looked pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, maybe another point for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cornerbacks looked pretty impressive thus far. Marlon Humphrey really didn't let anybody beat him anywhere on the field. And uh, Harbaugh noted that he takes every rep like it's the last down in the Super Bowl. And he looks like he does every single rep like it because he doesn't let anybody around him. Marcus Peters in, I believe, five-on-five passing drills mm -hmm. was locking up Mark Andrews. And I was really impressed by that. Uh, the one person that I wasn't impressed by, uh, I don't know if you caught it, but Sean Wade didn't look uh, stellar on his first day. And maybe it's just rookie camp, you know, day one jitters. But uh, there's been a lot of really impressive cornerbacks on day one. Like Tavon Young, his rookie year, looked mm -hmm. really good on day one. Anthony Aver had two picks his first day at uh, uh, in his rookie training camp. So not having Sean Wade do anything near that was uh, a little cumbersome. 
Yeah, he he was beat down the left side by James Prochet for a long uh, a long bomb at one point. Um, you know, Brandon Stevens also was called for a very unnecessary illegal contact penalty where the ball was underthrown badly anyway, and, and you know it didn't the contact didn't need to be made. Might have even been an INT opportunity, but uh, unfortunate those two you know did not play well in their first practice. I would agree with that. Um, I'm going to go back for my next point to the offensive line though, and. I think the biggest fear for this for this team has been the snaps and the inconsistency from center. And Bradley Bozeman airmailed two in his first day of practice at center. He did play, he played the whole uh, time there. He didn't take any other positional snaps that I noticed anyway. So he was at center the whole time. Uh, Having two snaps go awry was bad. I thought otherwise uh, he, he didn't look terrible in terms of, of dribbling a bunch of, of snaps back to the quarterback, but I, I can't look at that and say, hey, that's a good result on the first day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think part of it is, uh, you know, he's, he's moving back to his old position, and you just know day one uh, things aren't going to be perfect. This is the best time to get those bad snaps oh, yeah. out of the way. And uh, according to Harbaugh, it was, uh, it was the glove that was the issue for Bozeman, and, and mm-hmm. Bozeman took it off and threw it. Uh, Jonas Schaefer noted that uh, during the media availability with John Harbaugh. But yeah, two airmailed, and I saw a third one go pretty darn high. But I don't know when the glove was taken off. I think both of the, uh, the bad snaps, or all three of the bad snaps, occurred when he had the glove on. So maybe that's the difference, and he's just trying to figure out what's comfortable for him as uh, they progress throughout training camp. So definitely something noteworthy. And I think just more importantly, it's snaps are going to be super focused on because they have had bad snaps occur at the worst possible times these last two years and so that's going to be emphasized so drastically throughout this year yeah no no doubt about it and and bozeman is one of the key players for the ravens if they're going to have a dominant offensive line he has to bring up that level of center play and also you know they have to not lose a a lot of ground with what they're taking away out of left guard to have him play there so uh, a very key player for the ravens and and honestly playing for a contract as well so it'll be uh it'll be exciting to see how that plays out i hope i hope they're able to get that done i hope he's Uh, able to get it done too um i've been a big fan of bradley bozeman he's pretty fun on social media and he just seems like a really good guy yeah fantastic guy great left guard and and uh, the most prolific pulling guard in ravens history last year in terms of number <laughs> of pulls in a single season yeah. I, one of the kind of the funny moments of the day i thought they played turnover takeaway at the end and that means different things for different position groups if you're a wide receiver running back you you take a pass and you run through a gauntlet of players who are trying to dislodge the football from you if you're an offensive lineman, you play the kind of the curl up into the fetal position on the football drill. So they roll out a football. These big men, you know, slide to the ground. They curl around the football. And they actually give them quite a bit of coaching about exactly how to curl up, get their legs tight, and cross their arms over the football effectively to make sure it doesn't get taken away. I've noted that more than anything after the Ravens had so many forced fumbles or they had drops from or fumbles on the offensive side and players weren't securing the ball as necessary as they could or it would just fall away or they just were really unlucky in any given year and all of a sudden the bouncing of that uh, the pigskin just kept falling just not on their side you know there's a little bit of uh, uh, luck involved in this but yeah I love how much coaching goes into that that's been going on for a few years now you and I've seen that and where they just get these D linemen and they get the O linemen and they just like dive on it and you, and you think it's just like a nonsensical little bit of 
practice, just trying to understand it. it but Very it's scary. a full <laughs> technical point-by-point uh, point structure to it. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, this is what was funny about it to me was Kevin Zeitler had two reps. The first one, he took forever to get to the ground. It's almost like he was, <laughs> you know, opening a lawn chair or something to sit on the ground. And, and he did circle around the football, and then they came up and they gave him some, you know, some comments about that. And the second time, he didn't even try. He just picked the football up and started running with it. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. <laughs> That's awesome. I love the teammates run on both times, but it was very funny. All right, we just might see a Kevin Zeitler rushing for a first down, like we saw Tyree Phillips uh, last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Tyree Phillips. That was a that was a pretty cool play. Uh, so we, I think I have the complete list of players. I think who missed practice today, but Jackson Edwards, Averett was not there. Uh, Ravens played kind of short at cornerback, and some guys who are normally safeties got time at corner today. So this was an interesting trial for them. I don't think any of them looked particularly good in that role. Uh, one of them was Nigel Warrior, uh, for example. I didn't see a lot of good from him honestly today. But uh, but these are guys, you know, obviously doing what they can to help out fill in warriors permanent position is not going to be a cornerback it'll be at safety but it was interesting to see him you know get a trial out there yeah no doubt no doubt about it uh nigel warrior is going to be a safety if he makes this roster he'll be a special teamer more than a safety as well mm -hmm. at that but uh boss vasilis lyricos uh he posted on baltimorebeatdown.com about sleeper picks to make the ravens roster uh yesterday i wrote about it in late fourth this morning as well so i'll bring it up here why not and uh, he talked about Nigel Warrior being a sleeper pick to land on the Ravens roster just because the Ravens are thin at safety. You know, you just see Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott, and you're not really certain who's in after that because Anthony Levine is this dimebacker slash special teams ace, and that's why they love him more than anything. So it'll be curious to see whether uh, Warrior makes it and how he makes it. He most certainly is not going to be cornered, just like you said. Absolutely love Voss. We have him on the show for the for the for the defensive and offensive breakdowns from time to time. I think he's probably wrong about Warrior making the team in safety, and I, I I hate to say that, but the uh, but Ardarius Washington I think is a good chance, and I think they're actually Brandon Stevens will be the guy who ends up as a free safety guy and probably is the third guy in the dime uh, when they do that. But we'll we'll see how that works out. There's a there are a, a limited number of safety spots, and actually it's one of the nice competitions in camp between players like Warrior and Washington and Stone who are kind of on the fringe of the roster to, to earn maybe that last spot on the uh, at the safety. I was uh, actually going to ask you, uh, did you happen to catch any snaps from our Darius Washington, and did you see anything? I, I didn't see him on the, the field much, or I must have missed when he was on the field. I, I did not I did not see him on 11 on 11 or 7 on 7, but he <laughs> definitely was there. He, he, yeah. He's not one of the guys who missed practice. The yeah. Other guys who missed practice, Stanley, of course, Alaka, Breland, Boyle, uh, Iman Marshall, I did not see on the field. I assume he's not back yet. Nope. Uh, and Juwan James, and those are the ones I caught. So, yep. um, um, they mentioned Averett is because he has yet to pass the condi conditioning test, which uh, and and that's always a, a bad look. You know, Harbaugh definitely gets on people for that. But that being said, like the cornerback wide receiver test is like really rough. What mm -hmm. I've heard and that's what I've read, and because uh, like the defensive lineman one's even difficult for for me to do i don't think i'd pass it honestly mm -hmm. and so the cornerback wide receiver one i think is uh even faster by a few seconds that you have to complete and uh that could be challenging and and some people say it's just like a strategic way to pass it where you're trying not mm -hmm. to go as fast as possible trying to time your breaks well so hopefully Averett makes it and he's back on the field and they won't be thin at corner like they were today as you noted 
Yeah, that's 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 a big one. So it's a, effect, effectively, this conditioning test is suicides, where you run longer and longer uh, stretches. They, the it's the thing that in the movie The Miracle kind of broke the U.S. Olympic <laughs> hockey team after they tied Norway in the in the exhibition thing. But if you can remember that movie, there's uh, oh, of there's course, it's my favorite movie. sports movie. No, when you as soon as you mentioned Miracle, it's like oh, perfect. Ken yeah. Ken got my favorite sports <laughs> film pick. Yeah. Let's go. I play for the United States. Yes, darn right. <laughs> You're darn right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, outstanding, Kyle. This is this is a lot of fun having you on. Maybe we can have you on again this camp. It'd be great. But uh, absolutely but these, uh, uh, great to give uh, people 15, 20 minutes. Of, uh, of observations for today. Not, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be on here. Uh, my schedule's opened up and things have been taken care of on my end, so I'm able to be a little bit more available throughout it. And now uh, we don't even have a time difference to worry about because I'm on the East Coast too. <laughs> Look at that. Everything is coming up Kyle Barber lately. Um, <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost worried at this point, you know, because uh, of just the PTSD of everything's going great. What's the matter? What's happening? What's going to occur? But uh, things are going great. I'm having a blast. And uh, I'm always thrilled to be on here and talking with you, Ken, and stumbling into you and uh, on the sidelines and talking and chatting and, uh, and going through uh, Ravens camp stuff. So absolutely love to be on here, Ken. Thank you. All kinds of fun, Kyle. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.